Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Questionable for Sunday podcast. I am the Commish. I am welcomed tonight by my co-host, Eric Erickson. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. Glad to be back on the podcast. I feel like we just did this. Um, we did just po- do this. Last podcast went a little off the rails, but it was, it was a good time. Hopefully um, you guys checked in on that one. If you if you didn't, just listen to like the last thirty minutes. But um, first, yeah, good to be back on the first one. I was told by a couple people that was the the best part was the beginning when we just yelled at each other. It was great. I gotta say, I, I definitely appreciate the messages of support for uh, my side of the argument. Uh, Curtis, I feel like you called out Connor for his garbage in the Discord. I got a few text messages. Uh, Hovey was also on my side, so uh, appreciate it. Yeah, speaking of the devil, we also have a guest tonight. It's Curtis. It's Mr. Last Place Punishment. How you doing, Curtis? Yes, sir. Uh, Eric, no problem. I got your back on that one. Um, yeah, I'm glad I You just want to go make through. out like I can leave? Yeah, I, I mean, you can watch. Uh, I can I'm glad I made it through all 90-something minutes of that last podcast. I'm here to hopefully keep things a little tighter. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really glad that you guys got to... Uh, the, the real meat and potatoes of the whole thing, the EIG Erickson mugshot, uh, that really made the podcast for me. I didn't, I, really, I didn't really care for all of the, uh, you know, the Maury in the in the beginning. I wanted to ask about this right off the bat. Like this person that you go to, guy or gal, I don't know, are are, are they okay? I, uh, I I think their perception of the wor- world has become warped the last couple of years. Uh, it, blame COVID, blame uh, severe alcoholism. I'm not sure what's going on with them. I really I really fear for their life. Is this person in America? I, honestly, I have no idea. Ooh. Your guess is as good as mine. I'm not Mysterious. even sure that they're the same person. It is a it it it's kind of like you know how like the police do the mugshot and it's like a composite sketch. Well, I think our poster has kind of is the opposite. Like it's just a composite uh, work of art by. Well, art might be taking it a little too too far these days, but uh, kind of a composite sketch by multiple. Uh, I, I assume twelve-year-old Chinese kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just looking for an extra buck. I, I'm also curious on their price scheming, considering it costs what, like sixty dollars to draw like a full-sized human. But uh, they but they asked for additional eighty to draw a baby. I know. I think so. I full full disclosure there. I they've got like this totally like early nineties website where HTML you have to submit. Uh, not quite that bad. Um, I did see their top eight there though. So you know, Tom Tom was number one, of course, classic. Classic. Um, they have this whole request thing where you have to, you know, kind of give the the artist again in quotations instructions, um, and they totally like booted my prompt to get the baby in there, and so they wanted to like resketch the whole thing, which I almost paid for out of pity, um, but then I kicked it to you after after just seeing how horribly that that first sketch came out. I'm really happy we stuck with this sketch. Um, oh, me too. To be honest, I, Eric, I think it's the best you've looked in years. I mean, uh, thanks. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, I feel like, you know, it won't be the last time my picture's on there, so I'm not too worried about it. Uh, you know, like, Con- Connor's had to look immaculate because it's probably going to be the only time he's on there. 
Um, but for me, you know, there'll be multiple pi- uh, pictures of my face uh, around the outside there, so I'm not too worried. Around the I outside, hope, around the outside. I just hope, hope each time that your neck gets smaller and smaller until <laughs> you're just withered away. Until you're just a balloon hanging yeah, above exactly. a body. I'm just going to start doing some, you know, some neck crunches or something every time I'm at the gym so I can work on that long neck of mine. Oh, stop. We all know you don't go to the gym. Um, now let's go ahead and start diving into the podcast. The first thing I think we should talk about, and this actually holds uh, quite dear to my heart as a former last place finisher, but uh, Curtis, we got, I feel like we got to talk about the last place punishment a bit. Uh, I don't know if there's been some confusion or uh, misdirection um, do you want to kind of start it from the top on what you're looking for uh, from us? Because it sounds like you may need some ideas. Yeah, man. Um, man, any I'll take anything. I'm desperate at this point. I'm uh, I'm reaching out to my adoring public. Um, honestly, it was a little unclear to me what the actual punishment is. And since I got a whole bunch of lame-ass questions from Tristan and Joe... <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think that we're, that we're that much closer. I will say that... Uh, Toilet Bowl Media LLC has sourced some uh, hardware today, Ooh. Um, so we're 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 deploying capital. Uh, we're we're getting out there, getting the lay of the land in Ferndale. Um, so we're we're geared up. Just need some uh, some inspiration here, some direction, artistic direction. I I was just gonna way. say I feel like uh, we've only, there's only been three people who have submitted any questions for Curtis. That's myself. Tristan and Joe, I feel like we need uh, we need to call in the other members of the league. Everyone should at least submit one question, um, just to give some Curtis something to work with, get some new ideas, some new brains in there. So, um, I I worry I I'm worrying that the pool of questions will go dry at some point this year, and then Curtis won't have much to work with. Um, and when we made the punishment we talked about how we were going to be the ones who submitted the question so you know curtis is going to hold up his end of the bargain we have to hold up our end as the rest of the league so uh, make sure we stay on top of that is that what we decided that we would submit the questions that was my interpretation i'm pretty sure when we had our talk it God. left it left like a total fucking wet fart. Yeah, what a, what that, a trash last punishment. It, this, this is a horrible last place punishment, uh, but I'm I'm gonna make do make good on it. You know, I, so I I gotta say like I'm I'm a person that like likes a theme, you know, mm. like if there was a theme to this punishment that it wasn't just like go out and ask questions to random strangers, like it you know something that can that can have a narrative, uh, a story arc. And that's what I'm going to try and bring to it. I like that. I don't know what, I don't have I don't, any ideas. I have no idea what it is. But uh, I feel gonna, like it's going to happen. You know, Again, other, other members of the league calling on you to bring some creativity to this. Well, I'm a exactly. little, uh, I'm a little concerned because you know, speaking of creativity, you know, Curtis is 50% of our creative committee, and so I'm a little distraught to hear that, uh, you know, he wants some suggestions from us because I feel like they would pale in comparison to what you would figure out on your own. But you know what I'll do? I will post um, like a, a Google Doc to the Discord, and we can all start writing some questions down. Uh, maybe we can first figure out a theme. My personal vote's going to be conspiracy theories. Um, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and then we can kind of just go from there. But I'll post that to the Discord. Um, but I do have a quick bone to pick about this because I don't know if you guys remember, but when I was given my last place punishment to do street 
magic and post make 12 posts on Instagram. I did, in fact, finish my punishment before week one, although I was quite close. I finished it the weekend before the season started, and everyone was roasting me for waiting to the last second. In fact, there was even talk of instituting a weekly reduction of points until my punishment had been completed. And then when I said, okay, let's make it five points, people were con concerned that that wasn't enough points to lose if I didn't get my punishment done before week one. And then I got my punishment done. So my question to everyone is, where's the outrage right now? Where, where, where the hell is the leak? I got d destroyed for being late on my punishment. I guess they just like you more than me, Curtis. That's right. I think I've, uh, you know, <laughs> curated uh, a little bit, a little bit of uh, sympathy from the rest of the league with my back-to-back -back horrendous seasons. So uh, I think they're just tired of of watching me lose. They're trying to cut me a break, and and it's much appreciated, guys. I got you on the flip side. I love it. Well, speaking of uh, curating, let's go dive into our first topic. We had our first leaked trade offer of the season, where Tristan received Daryl Henderson and Mike Davis. And Eric received Christian McCaffrey and Henry Ruggs. This offer was from Eric to Tristan. Um, thoughts and prayers to uh, Tristan for having to deal with this asshole uh, making awful trade offers. Um, Eric, do you have anything to say for yourself? Because uh, that's quite the hole you dug for yourself. Okay, first off, I just want to say Tristan made a far worse trade offer uh, before this. I, as a, you know, strong leak human, don't just leak text yeah, messages. Leak for leak. Leak for leak, dude. I'll, I'll take the higher road on this one, and, and we don't have to discuss. Uh, uh, everything you need to know about there. All right, yeah, yeah. There's another yeah, offer that's yeah, way worse, worse out there. Aww. And, uh, you know, it's not a great offer. I don't think it's terrible, but uh, I don't need to explain to people who don't care. So uh, let's move on. So uh, let's oh. actually go into that really quickly about it not being a, a bad trade offer, because I actually disagree with you. I went on Fantasy Pros trade value charts for two quarterback half PPR leagues. Uh, they ranked McCaffrey and Ruggs collectively as 45. Now, I don't know what units that is. Um, and they ranked Daryl Henderson and Mike Davis as collectively 33. So it was a 45 to 33. To put that into perspective, what RBs are 33? So let's say if you added Davis and Henderson together, what RB could you get for Fantasy Pros? That is about Nick Chubb is 33. So my question to you, Eric, would you rather have Nick Chubb or Christian McCaffrey for the rest of the year? Okay, your point thing is fine, but you also got to take into effect like roster construction. That's the charts is not even considering like who is rostering what people at this point. Tristan had lost Gus Edwards. He has Gus Edwards. He had no RB two. He didn't even want to draft Henry Ruggs. So he obviously doesn't value him too much. Yeah. But how does um, exchanging McCaffrey for Chubb uh, change based on his roster management? He's looking, for, I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, well, before the week one, you can think whatever you want about Mike Davis and Daryl Henderson now but for week one i would argue that both of them are top 20 running backs and so you would have been getting you obviously giving up number one running back and rugs whatever and then you're getting two running backs in the top 20 it wasn't the greatest offer i don't think it it necessarily needed a dm leak but uh to each their own so eric with this this trade like obviously categorically getting declined does this mean that uh, is this one of the many trades that you said that you had in the works before that you know, you could consider the trade that we were discussing this oh, morning? Because uh, every no. single time that we discuss a trade, it's always like, oh yeah, I'll I'll get back to you. Like I say, you know, I'll I'll accept it, 
And then inevitably, Erickson's got like several bullshit offers out there <laughs> that never go through. And so I'm just wondering, like, is it what's what's this cover for, Eric? Are you like we can discuss it later, director? Oh, this is uh, the second yeah, podcast like, in a row that you said we can discuss it later or offline. All right, you, people you, want the going content, your... Eric. Okay, if you want to, okay, here we go. Here's the trade offer that me and Curtis had. I'm gonna pull it up. So, uh. I would be sending Curtis, Dak Prescott, Daryl Henderson, and Trey Sermon. And in return, I would get Zach Wilson, Jonathan Taylor, DJ Chark, and Will Fuller. So I would improve my wide receivers. My wide receivers are by far the worst in the league. So I would get two starting wide receivers. I would turn Daryl Henderson into Jonathan Taylor. So an upgrade there. But I would take Dak and turn him into Zach Wilson. So Curtis gets a large upgrade at quarterback. I think this is a good trade for both of our teams. Curtis obviously would agree because you said you accepted the offer. My only worry is that I feel like I'm maybe giving up on Sermon a little too early and I'm selling low on him. When uh, it was a weird weekend because he was a healthy scratch, but Mostert gets injured, he's out for the year. I feel like Trey Sermon could still end up being the starting running back for the 49ers. So I don't know if I want to give up on him yet. Yeah, so Eric, this is this is what people call a fair deal. You know, it's one that you have to contemplate, you're kind of on the fence about, you know. It's, yeah, it's a I'm, I'm, it's a, it is. It is. A, yeah, He's it's not, a good deal. Curtis, he, that, you're not speaking his language. He doesn't understand those terms. <laughs> I'll, okay. hey, I'll, Eric, Eric, I'll let you talk it over with your KGB handler. You know, whoever, <laughs> whoever you're running these fucking lines of communication back to, and, and you can get back to me. My concern, though, is wait a second. So, are you telling me, Eric, that you offered Curtis a trade? He accepted it, and then you pulled out. I mean, I I texted him an offer. I never like formally made an offer. It was never put you, through on ESPN. Oh, <laughs> okay, so let me get this straight. So you texted Curtis an offer, he accepted it, and then you realized, oh wait, I'm not actually trade raping Curtis. It's actually a fair deal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull well, this no, back. Well, no, he had to postpone it to see if one of his trade rapes would go through. Oh, that's Tristan right. being one of them. No, this right, trade right. Tristan was like, before, uh, I accept this fair before offer last before Curtis, week one. Okay. This this is all blasphemy, but the offer with the Tristan was before week one. It was right after Gus Everett's got injured. And Eric, I, I have even out the quality of the offers you have outstanding right now. I do have multiple offers out, though. I can tell you how but many. But they're not I official have. offers, right? They're, they're just suggestions. The thing was, even it if was. Except you actually pull out at any time. I, I texted Curse. I said. What do you think of? And then said the offer. I didn't say here's an offer for you. And it sent it. I said, what do you think of this? And we went back and forth multiple times. Hypothetically, if I were to trade. Anyways, Eric, we're we're good. Well, I mean, that makes one of us. Um, all right. Well, that was a fruitful discussion. Uh, you heard it here first, everyone. Uh, if you get a trade offer from Eric and you accept it, he might just pull the carpet out from under you. Uh, hey, I mean, you've made like one trade in like five years. So I don't know what you're what you're talking trash about. 100% not true. Uh, I definitely made at least two trades the last two years. Evan Ingram, uh, Kenyon Drake, and then DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, nice try. Get your facts right. Speaking of facts, we got a new segment for everyone tonight. We got a new segment. It's called Who's That League Member? That's right, everyone. Everyone's favorite segment, which is also new, is also back. So, that's how it's going to work. We have a new segment. I'm going to describe someone in the league, and Eric and Curtis have to guess who I'm talking about. I'm going to give three hints. After each hint, you guys get a guess, and whoever gets it first wins a prize. So, Eric, Curtis, you guys ready to go? Yep. All right. Hint 
Now you only get one guess after every hit, okay? Okay. Right. Hit number one. I am extremely bad at fantasy football. Curtis? Wait, you're calling me out? No, no, no. Who do you think I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, me. Uh, Eric? Uh, Chris. All right, you are both incorrect. We're moving on to hit number two, ladies and gentlemen. Hit number two. I am extremely emotional and defensive. Oh. It might be one of the Ericsons. I'm going to need a guess. It's Joe. Eric, your guess? It's me. You are correct, Eric. Good job. Well done. Congratulations on winning. Who's that league member? All right, for your prize, you get two different options. I either give you a fashion tip or a real estate tip. What would you like, Eric? Real estate. Real estate. Here's your real estate tip. Don't move to Detroit. Excellent. So that so ends our first ever segment of Who's That League Member. Uh, hopefully we'll play that again in the future. And uh, we'll be able to uh, incorporate more people into the hints and the guesses. Uh, quick rundown of week one. Week one is in the books. We had a couple smashing victories. Uh, just to give us a quick rundown. Let's see. So first of all, last week on the podcast, pretty popular. Eric, who did basically everyone say, you and me and Hovey, who had the best team? Answer. And well, Spencer, you said yourself probably, but uh, me and Hovey said Spencer. No, I don't think I said myself. Once again, get your facts right. But uh, yeah, Spencer smashing victory, 171 over Curtis. Sorry that you ran into the Spencer rock last week. Hopefully looking to bounce back this week, right, Curtis? Yeah, that one hurt, but we're on the mend. On the mend. McCory picks up a win over Jordan, scoring 160, a strong showing from McCory. We had Jerry's Berries taking one over his good buddy Ben, also scoring 162. Hobie's Heroes getting the 167 victory over Joe, who was the uh, lowest scorer of the week. We had Awkward. Eric taking up a victory over Chris. That was a close game, wasn't it, Eric? It came down to the wire. Yeah. yeah, definitely down to the wire. I was, was going to point out just uh, some close matchups going in on Monday night. Yes, it was. It was actually quite fun watching that Monday night game. I mean, it was a great game nonetheless. Um, but with the fantasy relevance, it was even more fun. And then I squeaked uh, a win by Tristan through the – from being very lucky. So uh, I thank you, fantasy gods, for giving me that victory last week. That was a doozy. Um, any for, highlights? Yeah, Eric, you any highlights yeah. for me from week one? I mean, you mentioned it already, the games that came down to Monday night, uh, your matchup against Tristan, uh, my game with Chris, uh, AMAC with the come-behind victory against Jordan. Uh, I also feel like, oh, shout-out to Hovey's team with the big win over Joe, especially after Zeke and Mike Evans combined for, like, eight points on the Thursday night game. I feel like everyone probably thought, all right, this is, this is not going to be Hovey's week. Um, but then he had some big games. I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes... 33, but then uh, Corey Davis, 24, Kirk Cousins, 22, Travis Kelsey, 22, and he, uh, he uh, smashes Joe's team, who you mentioned was the lowest scorer. I just wanted to throw that out there again. Yep, absolutely true. I uh, hope he, uh, you know, I know he was the, he was the second highest scorer of the week, but I think that Zeke and uh, Mike Evans will score more points in the future. So uh, Hovey's team's looking quite dangerous. Um all right, uh, that's our quick recap of week one. Uh, let's go ahead and get a quick word in from our sponsors. We do have a new sponsor alert. Eric, can you make the new sponsor noise, please? That's what we got? All right. 
Well, new sponsor alert. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Today's podcast is brought to you by Servitude Financial, a company dedicated to improving the health care of all humans on Earth. In this crazy time where street corners are littered with COVID, your health and the health of your family should be of paramount importance. Servitude Financial works with lower income Filipino families and brings health care directly to their doorstep. While Servitude Financial focuses primarily on hygiene, they have made significant inroads with educating Filipino families on American culture with the hiring of their new CEO, Pat Gelsinger. But while they are still a growing company, Servitude Financial maintains a strong focus on cleanliness and regularity because that's right, Servitude Financial is a subsidiary of Badonk Bidet, America's best kept secret. Have you ever gone to Chili's and ordered an entire chips and salsa to go? How did it go down? Isn't that salsa pretty damn good? Did you love that salsa so much you forgot to chew those chips and now they're scratching up your esophagus? You ever black out at a Chili's? Personally, I love Chili's, but the worst part of my typical Chili's experience is the absolute pounding I give my toilet the day after. And what, But whenever I get a taste of that Rhea, I turn on my Badonk Bidet and my high knee gets sunshiny. Badonk Bidet is America's 14th most popular bidet, and they're shooting up the charts. As a user myself, I can absolutely tell you that without my Badonk Bidet, I would literally kill myself. So... Go to www.badonkbidet forward slash lickmyballseric backslash right below my taint dot net and use promo code KICKERS for 5% off your next Badonk Bidet purchase. They support the podcast, so we should support them. Go check them out. Love it. Shout out to our sponsors. Someone's got to pay the bills. Okay. Uh, shout out Badonk Bidet. Appreciate the money that you send us every week. Uh, speaking of money getting spent, we had a pretty crazy day um, on the waiver wire. Uh, I, you know, I got a couple texts the night of the, uh, the people put in their waivers being like, man, this is going to be nuts. And it definitely uh, went absolutely bonkers. We had our first major pickup of the year. Eliza Mitchell, uh, 10 bids, 10 people bid on the future of the 49ers running back situation. Uh, anyone know the two people that didn't bid? Anyone? Uh, Hovey and McCory. It's very typical. Oh, um, he goes to Jerry with the $181 bid. Uh, I also put in a bid for 140 I was second. Um, looks like Eric, you put one in for 135 Chris put one in for 131 Um Big shout out to, uh, let's see, who put in the least? Oh, I guess it was Tristan at 50 Yeah. No, I went 30-something. Oh, you're right, 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Set in the floor. Um, Curtis, what do you think about this, uh, major pickup, at least of spending $181 of your fab budget after week one? Yeah. I mean, obviously I wouldn't have done it. Um, but (laughs) yeah, we'll see how it works out for Jerry. Jerry's desperate. Take a look at his roster. He's, uh, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Jerry's very thin at running back. Tyson Williams and then Elijah Mitchell in the flex. So it's not the worst I've ever seen, but. I mean, that would be my team last year, probably. But um, <laughs> it's uh, man, it's tough to to blow your wad. Uh, one hundred eighty eighty one bucks week one. That's uh, that's baldy. But appreciate Jerry being a man about it. He's stepping up. Yeah, he put his balls on the table. Eric, you got anything to say yeah. about this pickup? My first question is: When Jerry blows his balls, what sound do you think it makes? It's probably just silent. <laughs> He's stone cold like that. <laughs> First off, I just want to say, out of anyone who I expected expect to win, I didn't think it would be Jerry who would be the one who would come through with the big bid. Um, but shout out to Jerry. 
I feel like uh, for his team, you mentioned it, his running backs are pretty thin. So uh, there's a there's a chance Elijah Mitchell is the starter for the rest of the year for the 49ers, and he would be extremely valuable if that's the case. So if that was if that bees is true, $181 is a great price. Um, he does also run the risk that, you know, it is Kyle Shanahan. The 49ers seemingly have a new running back be the lead carrier every game. So next week it might be Michael Hasty or Trey Sermon. And Elijah Mitchell might be third in the carries. We, uh, we, can't, we don't really know. Um, so, yeah, that's... It could be Trent Cannon or whatever his name is. That's for the that's for the Ravens. But yeah, no, they claimed him off the way, the oh. Ravens today, I believe. Oh wow, man! It's, uh, it's just, lots yeah. of running backs getting. I just want to say, last week I said Jerry's team was maybe in the bottom four. I'm going to retract that statement and uh, put him near the top. I feel like uh, wow. Curtis Curtis and Jerry have similar teams in that their starters are very strong, but their bench is maybe uh, at um, like running back and quarterback are a little thinner and. They would probably be hurt the most by injuries. So I feel like if Curtis or Jerry's team, if both of them stay healthy, they have strong teams to make the championship. But if they are able, if they take an injury to the wrong player or maybe have a guy who underperforms, um, it would severely impact their team. Curtis, I don't know if you feel the same way, the same way but um, just looking at yeah. Jerry's team, he only has two quarterbacks and he only has three three running backs who are like really the starter the lead carrier on their team um so an injury at either of those positions would severely impact jerry's team that being said you know if he's healthy i've he, you know him and i know i said spencer last week probably had the best team spencer has more depth than he does but um, jerry's starter wise may be a little bit stronger yeah jerry's looking strong again uh i agree i think jerry's got more depth than i do uh, I think I loaded up a little bit too heavily on New York Jets to really have much of a bench. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like Jerry's odds. Yeah, uh, Eric, what do, you, do, you, do you still think my team sucks? Uh, your, your team's better than Tristan. Uh, obviously, you beat him last week, but uh, I wouldn't have you much higher than that. Uh, Connor, I, I had a question for you. You, you, were, you were second place with uh, $140, I think you bid. Kind of what went into your thought process in bidding for Mitchell? So actually, uh, actually, let's not even talk about just Mitchell, because I actually put in seven bids uh, on different players, and I didn't, and I actually dropped two players last night in preparation, um, and I did not get a single player. Um, Here did I? I, I had four bids. On. Yeah, and I was like, "What the? You got to be fucking kidding me!" Um, to be honest, like, uh, I, uh, the reason I put a lot in on Elijah Mitchell, well, I don't, when did, when did it come out that Mostert was going to miss this season? Was that yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I, so I actually have Trey Sermon in a different league, uh, and I was pretty hyped up on him. I mean, obviously he was on a lot of different fantasy radars in the preseason, um, but he was kind of a healthy scratch. And I know that Jermichael Hastie's like pretty intermittent. Um, but with the emergence of Elijah Mitchell, I was like, wow, actually, this might be a legitimate, you know, like you mentioned before, possibly a starting running back on waivers, a la Mike Davis of last year. And I was like, all right, I think I put in a bid originally for like 160. And then I was like, ah, I bet you no one will go over 160. Like, ah, let's maybe go, let's go like 150. And I kind of decided on 140. And I actually thought I was going to get it. Um, I did not think I'd get absolutely cucked by Jerry. I had a very similar 
trajectory as far as bidding for you as you i actually i my original bid was 165 and i changed it to 135 and uh i feel like i i thought into like uh tristan bid on latavius murray before the season started and he bid 70 dollars so i felt like that price was maybe going to impact how much people spent on uh mitchell given that he's you know, in a better situation than right. Murray was, even though I think Tristan could have had, I think the next highest bid on Murray was like $35. So technically, technically you could have had him cheaper, but I feel like that 70 number was kind of going to impact people, um, how people bid. I don't know if that was true or not, but this is kind of how I looked at it. No, I think that's a pretty good observation. Uh, just going down the list as well. The other big addition we had, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick looks to be out for uh, quite a while with the hip injury. So Taylor, is it Heineke? Heineke, yeah. Heineke, uh, going to be the starting quarterback in Washington for this foreseeable future. Uh, Jordan was able to snatch him for $83. Curtis, what do you think about Taylor Heineke? I don't know what to think about Taylor Heineke. He seems to me like some scrub on the Redskins, in which case 83 bucks seems like a steep price. But here's where Eric tells me something about his like, draft capital or some bullshit like that. Uh, I mean, Taylor Heineke, he, I think he started in the playoff, the playoff game for the Redskins yep. last year. Didn't look bad. Didn't look bad in the game against the Chargers. I think he played like, uh, I think he played a half or so. I think he played the second half, I want to say, or maybe the end of the second quarter in the second half. And uh, I don't know, I can't remember what his stats were, but I think they were pretty solid for one half. And uh, I don't start- think they played the Chargers. Chargers are in the AFC. They played the Bucks. I know. Yeah, his player card here on ESPN says it was oh, the Bucks. He played the Bucks in the playoffs last year, but I'm talking about the game uh, on Sunday. They played oh, the Chargers. Oh, last week. Okay, so I thought you were talking about the playoffs last year. No, yeah, yeah, they played the Bucks in the opening round. He looked pretty good in that game and uh, really good. was solid. And uh, I feel like the starting quarterbacks are really valuable. There's... You know, there's none on waivers right now after Heineke today. Right. Um, so I don't think, I think Fitzpatrick is supposed to be out like six to eight weeks. So um, you get a, a starting quarterback for six to eight weeks, maybe. I know Jordan has multiple quarterbacks, so maybe helps him make a trade or something like that. Um, I saw Tristan only bid $30. Uh, I was a little surprised he didn't just go all in on Heineke, considering he only has one starting quarterback right now. Uh, I don't know how either of you guys feel about that, but um, you know, I uh, I try not to talk about other people's team. I, I was just talking, <laughs> I only talk about my own team, but uh, I'll tell you what. Though. One more thing I want to say. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I take I take the high road and don't leak text messages, but uh, that's a lie. I'm gonna bring up. Uh, I was having conversations with Tristan today, and. Uh, Sorry, as I scroll through some text messages here. First of all, I, you know, it's great to read it, but it's it's better if I could read it with my own eyes, you know? Leak. So we're just talking about kind of Leak some it. of his players, and uh, he mentioned, Connor, I'll give you some props. He, he says uh, he, think, he thinks you got the best deal in getting J.R. Hasty for $0. Um, and I mentioned how him not having a second QB uh, hurt him. Yeah, whatever. Hurt him uh, this week, and he said... No doubt. Forgot we had implemented Superflex till, in all caps, late in the draft. There you go. See? So to that, I wanted to, Tristan, I want to say, in my Stephen A. Smith voice, stay off the weed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Nice. Well, uh, yeah, speaking of weed, um, I got totally cucked this week on the waiver wire. Not only did I miss out on Elijah Mitchell, I was second to Jerry. I was also second to Taylor Heineke. Um, Jordan got him with an $83 bid. I put in one for $80. So uh, that's a tough one. Um, that's why I was so sure I was going to at least get one person when I woke up in the morning. Um, you know, but just it's always good to wake up with a disappointment. Couple other people yeah. off the board. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell went for 25. We had Tim Patrick for 25 as well. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell to uh, Ben. Um, Tim Patrick to Spencer. Christian Kirk off the board to Trish and Hunter Rentfro also to Spencer. And uh, Curtis, you got the Saints D for nine dollars. Good job, man. Hell yeah, stoked about it. After paying two dollars for Baltimore during the draft, I'm uh, a <laughs> man. I'm call me. Uh, I don't know what you want to call me. I'm spending big on defense. Look out. Uh, yeah, actually, they have a pretty good schedule, and they looked really good against the Packers. They looked so, great. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, obviously, I think Eric would say $9 is a lot for a defense week one. But, hey, you secured the bag, and uh, they look pretty good going forward. And I've actually seen a lot of uh, – I got I got a Saints friend. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, he li- I, got a, I got a buddy of mine. He's about a 55-year-old Cajun guy, lives in New Orleans. And uh, he told me that uh, with the Saints defense, they can win as long as Jameis is decent. And Jameis turned out to be a little better than decent. So I got a pretty good defense oh, I, down there. I, I know that Cajun friend well. We got to get him on the pod one of these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know if we have a bleep button that works. <laughs> Maybe the first conspiracy for Curtis is that Aaron Rodgers is internally ruining, not trying to ruin the Packers. Ooh, I like it. That'll be the lead in. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, uh, you guys see that Olivia Munn is having a baby? Yeah, dude, John Mulaney, what a savage. Just straight out of rehab to having babies. Yeah, so uh, so what, you know, do you think uh, Olivia and Aaron weren't actually doing it, Eric? You think that they were just... Another conspiracy theory for Curtis to dive into. You think she was just a little beard for him, you know? Maybe. Maybe, dude. I'll, yeah, I'll ask the good people of Ferndale to decompose. Is Aaron Rodgers fertile? Maybe another question that needs to be asked. I mean, you're our resident fertility expert. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, not sure. Got to get in touch with Aaron on that one, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll get my sources on it. All right, nice. I love it. Um, okay, so moving on, uh, we have a next segment. Um, Eric, you want to take this? Yeah, uh, you know, this is this this segment also also pertains to our guest this week because he rosters this player. There's a very special running back, um, near and dear to our hearts, who goes by the name of Miles Sanders. Um. You know, unfortunately, last year he uh, there were some worries he might have succumbed to this to this virus, and so we had to make sure we checked in on him every week. So we're going to do that once again. Uh, we're going to our expert here, Connor. Does my Miles Sanders have COVID? Yes, yes, Eric, I can hear you. Uh, I am live in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room right now. I am on site. I'm talking with my source currently. Give me one moment. Miles Sanders does not have COVID. Back to you. Thank you, thank you, Connor. And Curtis, we we talked a little bit about your trade last week with Joe, where you acquired Miles Sanders. Uh, I don't know if you want to give us a little inside baseball on the trade talks here and how you're feeling about that trade after one week. Yeah, I mean, with all you know, all the heat on the podcast, you know, it's gotten some miles. So I gotta say, guys, you know, this this whole reoccurring segment really wearing thin on him. Um, 
you know, there there is a, a questionable designation on his availability this week. It is not COVID, as Connor just broke. Um, obviously, I had the inside inside scoop there. Miles being my boy, um, but you know, he 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 just appreciate you know the the time and the space away from from the spotlight these days. Uh, you know, as he tries to turn around a relatively unproductive 2020 into a into a fucking rare in 2021, so that I can actually not make the toilet bowl again. You know, Connor, uh, last year, or I think it was last year, we debuted the the lead Twitter account. Was that last year? Oh, God. Uh, that <laughs> might have been two years ago. And our plan was to, like, pick a yes, random player to tweet ago. at, uh-huh. to tweet at, like, a question or something we like that, to, that, to get him to respond. So we, we started with uh, Marvin Hall, asking him about dicks or in and out. Never got a response. You know, maybe we should just tweet at Miles Sanders and just offer some words of support. You know, you I, could, uh, I, yeah. We actually need to determine whether or not he's vaccinated because I'm not sure that 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 news has broke publicly yet. Uh, so yeah, maybe we could. Uh, I did the uh, HIPAA first, violation. First, offer words of encouragement, and then to say vax or not. Yeah, I can. Uh, you know, I could re- uh, re-download that Twitter app and uh, get going and start harassing Miles Sanders. I do love harassing famous people, so I'm 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 here for it. Um. Really quickly, I do want to bring something up. Um, now, historically, I actually meant to bring this up last week on the podcast, but I, I forgot. Um, it was a little bit uh, of a tumultuous pod, and somewhere uh, when I was trying to get a word in over Hovey and Eric, I forgot to mention this one interesting fact. So, you know, I think that as the commissioner, you know, I do a lot for the league, you know. Um, I can't really uh, quantify what I do. Um, but I still think I do stuff, you know, and but at the same time, the things that I cannot quantify, which I do do, I don't actually get compensated for it. And so I was thinking to myself, well, that's not fair at all. And also I was thinking to myself, I got a good friend who told me that scared money don't make money. So I just wanted to let everyone in the league know that this year I have received everyone's buy-ins. Hovey finally sent me his. So congratulations, everyone in the league. Quick round of applause to everyone. Record time. I have put that $1,200 into a Vanguard 500 index, Admiral shares. And I will be taking whatever interest or money that I make over the course of the season as compensation for being commissioner. I bought 2.91 shares at $412.65 a piece. And I will be giving people updates on the price of the Vanguard 500 index over the course of the year. Eric, how have you not thought about this before? I don't know. You know, I just, I just put money into the league without expecting it back, but uh, for not just my binds, but for, you know, for the greater good of the league. But, um, you know, some people are a little more greedy. Now, I do want to be really clear. Everyone's getting there. It's not going to affect payouts. If the, if the price goes down, I'm going to lose money. Oh, yeah. Everybody, he's good for it. Yeah. I'm good for it. I swear. Um, but, yeah, I thought that'd be kind of interesting. So if you ever are bored one day at work, don't know what to do, go check out the uh, S&P 500 and uh, figure out how much money I made that day. So I'll be giving updates. All right, uh, that ends Commissioner Compensation. Let's go ahead and walk into the Week 2 preview. Week 2 is here in the NFL. Should be an exciting time. i got to be honest, man. This year has been uh, pretty fun out of the gate with the Superflex change. We've already had some trades. Waiver wire has been nuts. Uh, i got to be honest, guys. Like It's been pretty hot out there, and I'm loving it. 
Okay. Yeah, nobody wants to hear you uh, compliment Superflex after last week. Well, once again, if you had understood my argument, I never said I was against Superflex. In fact, I, I'm for Superflex. I voted for it. So, once again, though, it's too complicated for you. Not a big deal. Let's go ahead and dive into our first Week 2 matchup. We have the Clash of the Co-Hosts, which is always my favorite matchup of the year. And I feel like three years in a row I beat you in the regular season. This year might be different, but I'm on a pretty hot winning streak. Uh, Curtis, oh yeah, really quick before we go into it. Last week we forgot to do predictions, uh, so this we're going to go back to that. So, Curtis, tell me who you got this week, me or Eric. And uh, let me give you a hint. There's only one right answer. That's right. Um, you know, Connor, I think uh, think you're getting a nice boost here with Jameis. Uh, just fucking showing out like he did. Uh, but the fact is, you're still starting Marquez Callaway. I got to go Eric. Oof. All right. Awkward. Anyways, uh, I'll just make my pick quickly. Yeah, it's going to be me. Uh, uh, I don't see this one uh, being too close. All right, well, uh, then I'll take the opposite. I'm going to pick myself. I think I'm going to destroy Eric this week. Um, and it's going to be a fantastic Sunday because that's when the game's going to be over. It's on Sunday. Not Do you want to make another bet? Ten bucks? Sure. Let's do it. So we have, okay, we got to keep track of all these bets we're making. Because uh, I think we always forget. Okay, next matchup we got is everyone's favorite guest. We have Hobie versus Tristan, powerhouses of the podcast. This one, I'm actually going to take Hovey. I think the lack of the uh, second starting quarterback is really going to hurt Tristan, at least for the next couple weeks, until he can figure that situation out. And I think Hobie's team is very solid. So that's who I got. Uh, Eric, who you got? Uh, you hit the nail right on the head. Tristan has probably going to lose every game that he doesn't have a second quarterback so unless he makes a trade or uh trey lance becomes the starter then uh he's just going to keep losing so i'm going hobie curtis for clean sweep shout out hobie okay next matchup we got we got an imbalanced engagement we got chris versus jerry you know historically these guys have very different fantasy backgrounds and experiences um curtis Who's gonna win this week, dude? I gotta, I gotta take the berries. They are, they're ripe. They're on the table. They're bigger, bolder, better than ever. Berries are gonna roll. Eric. I've never talked about Jerry's balls in such a public manner, but uh, <laughs> I, I hope you'll forgive well, me. Well, we already talked about his the sound he makes when he orgasms. So <laughs> it's par for the course. Uh, <laughs> all right, Eric, who you got, man? I'm going with Jerry as well. I think this one uh, could potentially be close. You know, Chris put up a solid fight against me last week. Yeah, I'm still holding out and hope that Chris will be a playoff team this year. So I'm, I'm going with Jerry, but it'll, it'll be a close one. All right, going with Jerry, but it's a close one. This is my uh, upset of the week. I'm actually going to take Chris. You know, historically, I would always say Chris is going to lose and then I was going to win. Uh, but this year is a little different. We've all matured. We're all older. Uh, we don't talk about other people having orgasms at all, ever, or their testicles. So this time, I'm taking Chris. Um, I got Chris to beat Jerry. Okay, we got pros versus Joes. McCory versus Joe. I'll start this one off. I'm going to take McCory. Um, Joe's team stumbling out of the gate a little bit. I know he had some interesting draft strategies. He's got a trade through that made his team better, but I still think McCory's going to take it this week. Eric, who you got? I'm going with McCory as well. I feel like... Uh... It's 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 kind of weird to say. I feel like Joe doesn't have too strong of a team right now. Ouch. 
Yeah, man. Joe's hurting. He's starting Saquon. It's rough out there. Uh, and just just for the pleasure of seeing Joe 0-1, 12th place in the league, I'm going AMAC as well. Did you guys see that report that came out uh, that was like, I don't know, maybe it might have been a rumor, but that the Giants are going to go easy on Saquon because they want to like blow up their whole team and they want to trade him? Did you guys see that rumor? Wow. Uh, it would make sense with how they've treated them so far. Yeah, it seems like they're I, being... I didn't see it either, but uh, yeah, I think they're being. I don't know. They've kind of gone back and forth on how they're going to be with him. It seems like all offseason is like they're going to bring him back slowly. And then before the first game last week, they were like, all right, he's fully ready to go. Now he's uh, questionable again. I saw today. I'm assuming he's going to play, but just kind of weird how they're going back and forth. The Giants are horrible, but. So it's not too much of a surprise. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, moving on. So next matchup, we got the... Oh, I thought this was America. We got two fresh dads. Curtis versus Ben. Uh, whose seed is stronger? Uh, this matchup, I am going to take... Who did I write down? I'm taking Curtis, actually, this week. Eric, who you got? Man, I don't know. This one's really close. I feel like this is probably the, the closest matchup of the week. Um, is this your matchup of the week? I feel like, yeah, this has got to be matchup of the week. This is matchup of the week material right here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Curtis. It's 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 going to be really close, but uh, I think Curtis gets it done. And yeah, the man, man himself? The the immigrant dad's just trying to, trying to put some pennies together and put some food on the table. Um, ben, if you, if you cross me and my family, we're, uh, we're going to come to blows here, buddy. And uh, you're not too far away. So I'm going to make it a clean sweep. That's a threat, not a promise. I'm going to take this win from Ben. It's not just Ben versus Curtis. It's also Jack versus Otto. <laughs> it's, it's a family <laughs> affair, exactly. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder. That's, all I know is, I, I, is Jack, uh, was he a big baby? Anyone know? Uh, I don't, I'm not too sure on that one. All right, we'll have to check our sources, but... I know Otto is yeah. a big baby. So. Dude, he's yeah, he's fighting. He's he's heavyweight for sure. We'll have to get them both in a ring later this year and have them go at it. You know, after <laughs> after your one on one basketball matchup with Hovey, we could have a <laughs> ba- baby brawls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a goddamn circus. Yeah, he'll be he'll be great. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, at our final matchup of the week, I'm calling this the Abby Larson connection. We got Jordan versus Spencer. Eskimo bros. I'm also saying uh, officially we have an Abby Larson counter. Uh, I know everyone loves talking about that lady. So officially uh, she's on the board. Uh, Eric, who you got this week? <laughs> Two episodes in a row, too. So uh, shout out to Abby. Shout out to Abby. That, that's, uh, that's four times we've said Abby. Five times, right? Counter goes up. I'm going with Spencer. Uh, I feel like... Um, you know, I, I picked up his team last week. He he put up a huge performance. Um, I feel like he's I feel like he's going to be the highest scoring team again this week. So I'm going to go with with Spencer. Curtis, who you got? Yeah, I'm trying to look for like ways in which Spencer's team kind of loses some momentum. Um, I think maybe if Denver has a bad game, right? Tim Patrick and Noah Fant there, like. Who is it? Teddy Bridgewater. Like he's mm-hmm. he's known to to have some inconsistencies, but they are playing the Jags, so maybe that's not going to happen this week. He's starting AJ Dillon. I wouldn't expect a whole lot there. I'm just man. I'm I'm desperately looking for a way in which Spencer doesn't just steamroll Jordan. 
and, uh, and I'm not seeing it. So yeah, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers against Detroit. Yeah. Uh, you got to feel like he's going to bounce back there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Chubb and Hunt against Houston, a good matchup. And uh, Kyler Murray against anyone is a good matchup. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Hard to really pick any holes in Spencer's lineup. All right, that sounds like uh, Curtis is for Spencer. I got to be honest. I'm also going to go Spencer for all of your guys' reasons. I feel like his team's probably the best. He's got some great matchups this week. And, uh, yeah, sorry, Jordan. It's another clean sweep. So we have a couple predictions. We'll keep track of them this year, keep you guys updated. Uh, this week was kind of boring. We all agreed uh, on every matchup except for two, which is me and Eric and then Chris and Jerry. So hopefully uh, we'll have some hotter takes in the future. Um and there we go, guys. Uh, it's over. It's done. We did it. Any last oh. words, Curtis? First of all, thanks for coming on. Yeah, Curtis, yep, thanks sure. for coming on. Uh, any any last words for no, the I've league members? No, I've already edited it. It's over. It's it's done. Oh. No, I'm kidding, Curtis. It, what are you <laughs> no, I'm, I I need a filibuster here for another 45 minutes to match last week's glory. <laughs> Um, you know, maybe we can bring up Superflex again or Abby Larson. Six, Oops, six. on the board. We're on the board. Uh, no, that's that's all I got. But I am looking forward to uh, suggestions, a little creative juice uh, from the league. Like I said, uh, Toilet Bowl Media LLC, we're we're fucking hardwired up here. We're raring to go. What kind of hardware uh, do you have, man? I'm kind of curious. Oh. Uh, it's a uh, it's it's a very high tech uh, nine 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 dollars and ninety nine cent uh, Chinese made lapel microphone. <laughs> we're we're getting after it here. Nice. And 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 to be clear, you know, like if I would have won last year, maybe I'd have the the funds, the capital to uh to, to get some some more advanced higher tech hardware. But you know, as it is, uh, we're making do. You know, yeah, I'm looking forward. Uh, here's a here's a filibuster, Curtis. I'm, I, you know, I'm surprised that you support uh, Chinese-made products. Oh, because of my uh, matchup with Ben this week. How dare you, Eric? Pretty sure he's Pakistani. <laughs> Shots fired! All right, Eric, you got some final words for us? Uh, no, looking forward to another uh, great week. Uh, Clash of the co-hosts. I think both of us got guys going tomorrow night for the uh, the game that everyone wants to see. Taylor Heineke and the and the Redskins taking on Daniel Jones and the Giants. I'm Ooh. sure there'll be a lot of eyeballs tuning on this yeah, one. But, I'm uh, definitely taking the over. Uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Nice. Actually, we need to get uh, – yeah, we definitely uh, need to get more people on the podcast. If you guys have ideas for segments, just, you know, 30, 45-second clips, let us know. I think we should definitely bring back some of the gambling stuff we have um, hope you guys enjoyed the podcast this week. Once again, we're going to be collecting suggestions for Curtis's man on the street interview questions. Uh, so if you have any great ideas, please update the Google doc that we'll be posting in the discord and, uh, catch you guys next week.